Hello there, you're listening to the Park Rush Podcast. This is a Thing Park Podcast. I'm Tom, joining me as ever is Josh. Hello there. Hello there, Josh. How's it going? Good, thank you. How are you doing yourself? I'm not too bad. I can't complain. We've we've booked actual dates for Thing Park trips for the first time in... I guess, what, nine months? Just about? Yeah. You were the last of us to set foot into a theme park with your post-lockdown trips to Thorpe Park and Alton Towers last summer. Prior to that, it would have been me in Singapore last February. So Between uh, between my last trip and my next trip, it would have been nine months. That's 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 quite incredible, and it feels it feels good. Like I am, I feel like I've been in a bit of a rut, a bit of a. I've I've found this last few weeks a real slog, and I cannot wait to actually be able to go out and do stuff. You know, beyond just walking around my local area, like that. That has now become something that I would. I may as well. I used to use that as a good reason not to end up slouched in a beanbag all day watching films <laughs> or playing video games whereas now going on a walk outside is just about appealing as slouching in the beanbag so i need something else to encourage me to get out and theme parks are you know arguably the best thing you could ask for for doing that oh yeah uh two of what i consider the premier theme parks of the uk uh thought park Horton towers uh, you've never been, Tom, so uh, I'm looking forward to seeing your reactions. I haven't. I've never been in a normal world, so, you know, the world of face masks and social distancing and all the ways these parks will be different to what they would have been like in, I guess, 2019. I mean, that's scary, isn't it? I think the last time... Would the last time these theme parks have been operating under normal circumstances have been 2019? Because I guess theme park season... For 2020 wouldn't have actually started by the time COVID came around and then... Yeah, that's correct. When they reopened, they had all the COVID stuff. Yeah. Gosh, that's mad. That's mad. If you were a regular or if you worked there, you know, I'm sure that would be even more strange to, to have that kind of stark difference in the way the park's been operating. But... Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. The dates the dates are set and what Thought Park is pretty soon after they so they reopen on the twelfth of April, which is the first day such things are allowed to open here in the UK. And we are going, I think, pretty much the following week, and then it will be Alton Towers a couple of weeks after that. Hopefully yep. in both cases the weather will have brightened up by then. Certainly for Alton Towers will be in May. But even for Thorpe Park, hopefully it's uh, it's a bit nicer than it has been lately. Fingers so, crossed. Yeah, indeed. Well, what else you got planned, Josh, for the easing of lockdown? The stay-at-home order, I guess, officially ends in just a couple of days. There's not actually a ton that you can do with that relaxation until the 12th of April. It's more, you know, it's like seeing friends and family in, in the park is what you can do from uh, for when the stay-at-home order ends and you can play football and golf and tennis and 
Uh, is that it? You can go outside your local area, I guess. Uh, rugby, yeah. Mm. Uh, outdoor activities are uh, allowed. Uh, yeah, I mean, between now and next what episode, I will have been to... Uh, that's probably been going on regardless, regardless. right? <laughs> yeah, but you can do it outside your local area now. Uh, yeah, that's true, yeah. You you never want to do it in your own local area because, you know... Yeah, exactly. You, you might never get know who, Indeed. But I won't have been dogging by the next episode, but I will have been playing some football <laughs> by then. What about the episode after that? Seems like you're leaving scope for dogging hey, to occur at some you point. Know, just not before Unprecedented next week. times, Tom. <laughs> Look, it's um, fine. No judgments here. What you get up to in your own time when not podcasting or at a thing park is fine with me. If you were dogging during the recording of the podcast, I'd find that quite concerning. Would, and if you were doing it at weird. a theme park, then that would also be very inappropriate. So, uh, yeah, as long as it's not during either of those two things, then it, it's fine, frankly. You don't have to worry about me judging. <laughs> I'm glad I've got, uh, I'm, I've got your approval there, Tom. That's all right. No worries. So yeah, the, we've got that to look forward to. Exciting Dogging. times. That bit being the theme park was reopening and going to them, not not anything else that we, that we just discussed. Anyway, it's uh, it's God. I say this every week. It's been another busy week of theme park news. It's kind of crazy now, right? Like I did not expect. I fully expected between now and Disneyland reopening at, at the end of April there wouldn't necessarily be a great deal of Disneyland news. It's hard to envisage there being much more of of significance than just waiting for them to reopen because it's been so long. Like, that is in itself big Disneyland news. You'd probably get some stuff trickling out about how cast members feel going back, if there are any California-specific rules that are different between Disneyland and Disney World, for example... But but by and large, just the fact they were reopening was probably going to be the biggest Disneyland news uh, for a little while here. But not content with announcing their reopening date, which we talked about last week, this week they've announced a plan for some massive expansion of Disneyland, which I don't know about you, Josh, but based on everything that Disney have been announcing during the pandemic, this kind of caught me off guard. Uh, yeah, um, maybe they... Are starting to feel the pressure a little bit of um, podcasts like ourselves um, and <laughs> the the threat of Universal. You know, maybe, maybe that's pushed them to do to, to to show off something like this. Yeah, I think if you'd if you'd asked skeptics, certainly uh, not even that long ago. Oh, you know, do you think what's more likely, Disneyland announces a major expansion or that they're just closing? <laughs> 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 just burning it down. Uh, some might have gone for that second option, but no, in fact, it, it is a major expansion that is being being pitched, I suppose, and they have started the process of seeking approval from the local government. Now, we shouldn't get too ahead of ourselves because Disney announced a lot of things for various theme parks that don't always uh, doesn't always come to fruition, but I guess this will be seen as something they hope they might be able to get fast-tracked because I suppose one of the running themes you're seeing in economies all over the world at the moment is that a lot of governments and companies 
businesses are being encouraged to be bold right now and to spend their way out of the post-pandemic potential post-pandemic recession basically and take the opposite approach that they did in uh, after the 08 crash so maybe disney are in fact heeding that advice uh, that uh, school of thought say and and hope that the local government in california will feel the same way and that this is actually a good time to to go after something like this especially as you say after epic universe was re-announced reconfirmed yeah um obviously we saw after 2008 bit of a slump no one really buying the way out of things but if you have if you're a business that has the ability to do that or you know if be that via loans that you that you have the you know the profitability to back those loans or whatever and so you can buy that your way out of it that means as we know from uh london resort and stuff you know stuff going on there you create lots of construction jobs during the process of the building um, and then you create lots of long-term jobs, be that seasonal or full-time, to- full uh, when the place is open and running, which is you know, which is obviously short-term, not necessarily great for the economy. Uh, nothing wrong against it. Obviously, it doesn't harm the economy short-term, but it means long-term, uh, you, you you do get a benefit for uh, the local economy, which is always great to see uh, for local officials. And... It's worth noting as well that I think the most striking thing to me about this proposal, which has been dubbed Disneyland Forward, or one word with a capital F, uh, will not involve, unlike, say, Epic Universe, will not involve acquiring any new land, any new property. So they are looking to basically rework and reconsider how they use their existing uh, site and basically... Turning potentially turning areas like staff parking lots and whatnot, maybe even guest parking lots, into additional theme park space. Which I don't know. Would that suggest to you perhaps that they anticipate? I don't know if they could possibly. Like this is clearly going to be a, a quite a long term thing. You know, you don't just open a a new theme park land overnight, and they can't just take into account the current situation they have to try and project what they think the situation might be like in four five six years and beyond when planning an expansion like this but do you think the idea of reworking parking space parking lots into theme park space is at all does that at all suggest that they might be thinking capacity caps are going to be in place for a long time and they don't need as much parking space or do you think that it might just be making the existing parking spots even more efficient by i don't know making them like multi-story or something like that just better use of space yeah i think that's i think you're the second option is the one um i you know they've started doing that already at disneyland california um because of how limited the space is there so they've started turning uh, areas into multi-stories rather than the flat car park and car parks that have been you know so famous with Disney. And it, why wouldn't you? You know, you can if you can build it and it doesn't interfere with the theming, which for the most part, it, most part it doesn't. Uh, it seems like a sensible thing to do. The, and it's the a much multi-story better use of space. 
at Disney Springs is is a, is a great car park, I must say. Yeah, uh, the lighting system there uh, is mm. really really useful. But I guess they'd still employ a system much like you see at Disney parks and at Universal parks, where obviously the majority of guests come early in the morning and then stay all day and then leave in the evening. So you'd have attendants parking people um, in quick succession still, uh, rather than uh, allowing people to kind of freely turn up and park wherever. But I guess uh, the lighting system that is at Disney Springs would be very useful uh, later on in the day. Uh, so you can still point out you know, where there are parking spaces uh, in, in the evening for the downtown Disney folk and that sort of thing. Yes, indeed. Yeah, and a sort of more downtown Disney type space for, you know, restaurants and uh, retail have been muted as a possible uh, part of this expansion, which isn't just for Disneyland, but also for California Adventure. They haven't really got into specifics you wouldn't expect them to at this point about what kind of properties they could lean on for the, uh, the the theme park space. But they have used some of what they've done elsewhere as examples of, I suppose, what they could do and how expansions have worked out in other parks. So reading from Theme Park Insider here, in terms of the attractions, the expansions that they cited in their proposal so far... They talk about the Fantasy Springs expansion at Tokyo Disney Sea, <laughs> which we should have visited by now, Josh. Oh. Uh, and Zootopia as well at Shanghai Disneyland, which uh, looks pretty cool to me. Uh, Toy Story Land, of course, mm. which came to Hollywood Studios a couple of years ago. Uh, the Tron Light Cycle Run, which uh, who knows when that'll open at Magic Kingdom. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, those are some of the things that they talk about. Who knows what else there that you know could be popular by the point that this becomes a more concrete idea. You never know who Disney are going to buy next, I suppose. But yeah, I think that it's interesting. The narrative, as we said, around Disney during the pandemic has been a lot of cutting costs and cutting corners and scaling back. But this is an example of the complete opposite. And I don't know, do you think it will have... Disney World regulars sort of casting uh, kind of envious eyes over towards California, like, hey, what's what's going on here? Why why are you doing stuff like cutting, uh, you know, cutting a lot of the Epcot plans and delaying the completion of Tron? When and and then and then over here, you're announcing this enormous potential expansion for both of the California theme parks. So. It's, I mean, it's weird. It, it bothers me personally. Uh, certainly, seeing uh, Epcot, certainly that stupid thing in the lake that they're building—the Stargate <laughs> nonsense—it gets worse every week. <laughs> they're adding more crap to it. If you you call it the Stargate thing, I saw on Twitter someone compare it to Doc Ox uh, waterfront get hideaway yes. in Spider-Man Two which I think is an, actually a better comparison. It's very... The... Certainly now it's got its additional elements to it. Um, it. It has grown into that. Yeah, the comparison is very striking. So there you go. Um, I mean, there's it... all these rumours, isn't there, that that Doc Ock is going to come back in the uh, in a sort of multiverse format in Spider-Man the third, which they have named, and it's escaping me right now. Yeah, maybe, um, they, maybe well they're just home. having to double it as... A... <laughs> They're just doubling it up as a filming location. 
And that is where they're going to yeah, film maybe. Doc Ock scenes. And they're going to film them at Epcot. Yeah, maybe that. Maybe that's true. Um, but uh, yeah, um, back into California though. I think it's it's an interesting setup that they've got going on. So it's kind of like a square area across the road from Disneyland California Adventure, which they would then well, not square like a rectangle area, uh, which they then split in half. Half of it going to Disneyland, half of it going to California Adventure, uh, with like a walkway between the original parks. And these two extensions, it's kind of it's kind of bizarre setup, uh, like London Zoo. Yeah, exactly like L- London Zoo, like, near identical, in fact. <laughs> what, um, a, what a point of reference! So, for people that don't know, London uh, London Resort, London Zoo, is essentially spans uh, two sides of the same road, essentially. So, mm. the vast majority of it is in Regent's Park, but then you. You, you can walk, there's kind of this tunnel that takes you underneath the road adjacent to the main entrance to the zoo, takes you over to the other side, uh, which is where there, there, there is more zoo, essentially. Yeah. You can't, you can't start in that side of the zoo. You have to go in via the main entrance and then kind of sort of round and back out, essentially, uh, but via this dedicated sort of tunnel. So... Wow, who knew London Zoo would prove such inspiration for <laughs> Disneyland? Uh, who who knew? Um, I think it's kind of this is a tough location to put a new park in because how do you structure it? You know, they had a lot of issues with California Adventure with people getting lost or not seeing certain areas because of the shape of it. You, you can't vertical, do the hub and sp- like the city uh, in Cyberpunk, you know, um, like the dystopian sure. sci-fi future. Just apply it to theme parks. Yeah. You have like the poor people can only afford to go to the bottom floor of the theme park, <laughs> which is where you have like the super old retro rides that you just let fall into disrepair. And then all like the Marvel stuff is on the top floor. Oh, and wow. You have, to, you have to pay extra to go up there. There you go. And you have to prove your worth every, and you get different colored bands as you go up the tiers. Yes. Yes. This is the dystopian. Uh, villainous future that Bob Chapek no doubt has planned for yeah, and there's a, Disneyland. There's a like a Hunger Games slash Snowpiercer uh, lucky dip <laughs> that allows you to earn a band. Some uh, lucky um, people get to earn a band uh, to go up to. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in Mortal Kombat, if you want to go on Web Slingers, a Spider-Man adventure, you have to kill somebody. <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, I I think it's a good idea. Whether it will happen or not, it'd be interesting. Obviously, they got to do this rezoning permit stuff going on. Um, I don't know whether the additional, like, kind of new downtown Disney area will happen. I think if if out of these two segments of Disney forward, um, I doubt. I mean, the retail space is the easiest part, really. Um, but it's sort of in a spot that's not necessarily. Uh, super connected, so maybe that doesn't happen. Um, and obviously, the the artwork that they're potentially using or Disney are potentially using looks great. I, I think you know a segment looks like from the artwork like it could be like a, the centerpiece could be a Moana themed. Maybe I don't think that happens. <laughs> but but you know based on what they're doing at Epcot, you know artwork to what they're actually doing, some of this stuff is clearly going to get dropped. Uh, so it's it's an interest. It'd be interesting to see where we go. Um, 
the new downtown Disney area looks very reminiscent of some of the hotels at uh, Disney World with their sort of waterfront uh, building uh, hotel spaces, uh, which in this scenario would be a mix of dining hotels. I think there's meant to be rumour of one attraction in there, that sort of thing. So it could be interesting. It's a big, it's a big, big, big response. Some would say unnecessarily so to the uh, opening of the Secret Life of Pets at uh, Universal Hollywood. I've heard that big time, so... Yeah, yeah. you have to respond accordingly when such moves are made and Secret Life of Pets, (laughs) which, by the way, I know I said last week I might, you know, spend this week watching some films because I've been off and uh, Secret Life of Pets, talking about that ride last week, made me think, oh, maybe I should watch those i haven't been able to find the first one anywhere and you know i'm not gonna just i found the sequel but i'm not gonna watch the second one if i don't know if i don't have all the backstory that i need so it's not no i, you I don't know josh maybe so you, you could do me Tom. a solid you, you could do me a solid and uh hook me up with some secret life of pets i'll i'll, I'll see if i can find it excellent thanks very much <laughs> right well before this disneyland forward becomes uh, something of real substance they do have to just reopen the park as it is right now and we've got a bit what more help? detail about the uh, official guidance that disneyland and the other theme parks in california so universal and uh, SeaWorld san diego etc will have to adhere to uh, of course SeaWorld is in a slightly different place because it's been operating as a zoo solely which uh, has been allowed a little bit uh, already but anyway, uh, these are the uh, guidelines that will allow parks to start reopening on the 1st of April. It's different depending on what tier you're in. And I thought I was done talking about tiers, but here we go. California has uh, learned all the wrong lessons about the UK's or from the UK's coronavirus response and are enforcing tiers, which, as we know, Josh, tend to end in tears. Oh, baby. Right, so uh, here's some of what you're going to need. So obviously mandatory face coverings, was no surprise there. I'm pretty sure even if they weren't mandatory, Disney and Universal would likely enforce that uh, anyway. Uh, Uh, That's for workers. Right, yes, uh, as well as weekly COVID testing. Uh, But but of course it is worth noting that face masks are going to be needed to be worn by guests anyway unless i suppose if you're exempt for any is there much allowance for if you're exempt for you know medical reasons like we hear that a lot here people will in some cases wear a tag or a badge just so just to stop them getting passive aggressive looks from people i I remember when we were sort of not in lockdown yet but everyone probably knew we were heading there and you know walking around blue water shopping center for example and you'd see some people not wearing masks but they'd have a tag on them that said hey i have good reason to not be wearing one don't judge me so i, I don't quite know what the um what the allowances are for that in, no in but US. you also you're not allowed to ask right so um, no it would be rude to anyway which uh, personally I, I get i get generally but in unprecedented times of covid i i feel like it it should be an acceptable like hey is that person you know Personally, going back to normal, this, stop asking. But during this, this period, terrib- yeah. this is terrible. But I, I feel like I'm a fairly, you can kind of, ju- I, I reckon I could probably judge the type of person who, if they're not wearing a mask, are not wearing it because they, they hate masks and it infringes on my liberties. Not I want any five G injected into my veins. Thank you very much. Yeah. 
that kind of person, I reckon I could pick them out of a crowd. <laughs> yes. I think if, if I saw someone who I wouldn't place into that category, not wearing a mask, I could probably safely assume that they have good reason not to wear one. Although, you know, let's not open this can of worms, but I, there is part of me that agrees with you that during such un unprecedented times, maybe, you know, don't look for an excuse not to wear uh, your mask yeah unfortunately there's too many scumbags out there that don't follow the rules um and then use are. medical excuses that don't actually exist which unfortunately you know then means that people that do have medical reasons for not wearing them uh also get uh dirty looks indeed Anyway, right, uh, some more of these rules for California then. Performers who cannot work with a face covering must stay at least six feet away from all other persons unless they and others working within six feet are tested twice weekly for COVID. Uh, visitors can only come from within the state uh, for now and no more than three households in any one party. Uh, indoor rides may last no more than 15 minutes. Now, I'm assuming that's the... Is that is that total length of time spent indoors, including queuing and getting out, or is that just the from getting on ride to getting off ride? Because I can't necessarily think of any in any rides full stop that lasts fifteen minutes. Yeah, it depends on your definition of starting, right? Or, or when does well, the ride yes. start and when does like Disney would tell you, wouldn't they? That oh, as soon as you're on the Star Destroyer or in, in Rise of the Resistance, for example. That's part of the ride, you know. This this level yeah. of immersion is deserves to be treated as as you know. It's not just when you actually sit down on the in the in the ride vehicle. Well, that... specifically, uh, I think the the next rule covers us anyway in this regard. Yes, outdoor queuing only with six foot six feet uh, physical distancing between households. I mean, that seems like um, a potential headache. It depends on what you also constitute as outdoors, right? Because um, there's obviously yeah. some rides that have covered areas, but are they out? Are they considered outdoors? Because it's still it's a permanent structure, or but then I guess that it's really nitty gritty nuance there that I don't really care about. Mm, yeah, uh, there's a couple here that I want to leave till last because they're quite funny to me. Uh, but some of the other ones uh, you would expect eating and drinking only in designated areas, which. I don't know. I wouldn't be adverse to that becoming a permanent thing, honestly. <laughs> I think it would do, do wonders for thing park cleanliness in general. Uh, if if you didn't have quite so many people walking around, uh, stuffing their faces at all times. Yeah, uh, uh, I mean, I, I, in on that in that you know, I went to when I went to Alton Towers last year. Had got a hot dog. Uh, nowhere to sit. There was nowhere, no seating, no designated yeah, spot. Just kind of perched up on a wall. Yeah, I'm gonna be interested to see actually how Alton Towers and Thought Park manage this because we're going to be going in this um, uh, sort of in-between stages of lockdown easing where they are allowed to be open, of course, but um, indoor dining is not allowed. So, mm. you know, do will they have areas set up, dedicated outdoor dining areas, or is it going to be a case of, as it was for you last year, which is they're just going to rely on... Because you, you, you were allowed to eat indoors, Last year, yeah, as long as you, uh, know, I, you, I went know, you to, were socially distanced. But if, if I you're went to not, a KFC indoors yeah, at Thorpe Park, if you're not, then um, yeah, will they just be like, well, you're just going to have to park up on a wall somewhere or sit on the floor, mm. or are they going to set tables and chairs up somewhere, you know, outside it's, some of these 
places if there's if there's even space for that. I don't know. Not being... at, at Thought Park, there's not all of the eateries are predominantly indoors at Thought Park, so um, there's mm. not really many quick uh, service locations. Whereas at Alton Towers, there's quite a lot of you know counter service where you just get you know well, a they, hot dog or well, they not uh, donuts or something like that. Thought Park. Uh, be interesting because I, I, I guess you could just move more seating outdoors uh, and mm. rope off an area for that. But uh, I'm going to need some sustenance yeah. here, Josh. This is a serious, you know, can't go a whole day at Thing Park with no food. Uh, uh, Abby certainly can't have it. So oh god, yeah, three meals. It's going to be three meals. Yeah, three meal day. No mucking around. Anyway, um, outdoor live performances only. Uh, and you can buy tickets on the day, but uh, you'll have to give over contact details and, and whatnot for contact tracing. Uh, so the two I left, because they're funny to me, uh, <laughs> is that, well, this one not so much, but Parks will have to reply, uh, provide replacement face coverings to guests uh, who lose their face covering on a ride. But Parks must also discontinue rides with a high rate of guest loss of face coverings. <laughs> 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 which um, Splash Mountain uh, is going to have a field funny. day yeah can you imagine just like loads of masks just hanging off the thorns of the briar patch <laughs> or just you know I, I like the idea of them flying off and just landing on various characters every time you go back on just more and more the animatronics have ended up with masks you know there's a mask oh, ha- hung over Br'er Rabbit's ear and covering Br'er Bear's eyes and all sorts of other nonsense that very much feels like a last day of work prank, doesn't it? <laughs> to just face mask all of the animatronics. Yeah. yeah, I think they should do it. But certainly in the Hall of Presidents, you don't catch uh, you don't catch Joe out and about without one anymore. So I think you know they've got to it's do true. him a solid and put the mask on the man in in the Hall of Presidents. <laughs> if if mask is still a thing by the time uh, he, he's in yeah, there, which it, I assume they will be. He might not get built by then. You know, who knows? <laughs> it's just a weird thing to think of. he's got to they've got to build joe biden that's why i love theme parks and <laughs> what sentence anyway so yeah um i think some of these guidelines are going to shift slightly depending on what tier you're in you've got the you know the red tier which is the most severe and parks are only at 15 percent capacity then you've got orange tier where it's 25 percent mm. which is what i think disney is hoping to be in by the time they open in Orange yeah. County at the end of April. Uh, you have yellow, to wear your face mask 35. walk around the park, right? Sorry. Yeah, 35% in yellow. Uh, you have to wear your face mask walking around the parks all the time. I believe in so, the US. yeah. I don't um, think that's the case in the UK parks, is it? Or it wasn't when you no. went last year. They might have tightened it up. I don't know. Yes. Yeah, correct. Um, it's considered an outdoor space right over here, so yeah, you it don't is. have so they'd to wear be, it. They'd be under no legal obligation to make you wear them, and I think if they did, they would maybe consider it to you know more trouble than it's worth they don't want to deal with yeah. any aggro but it's you know i personally would have no issue if they um if they enforced it certainly early on and and yeah i mean was it you had to wear them on rides correct when you were there and you had to wear them indoors or was it even i can't yes. remember actually because there was a period wasn't there where we, as we came out of lockdown and masks was, were not actually mandatory anywhere i think masks actually became kind of mandatory thing a little bit later they were mandatory in in shops and stuff at that point. I don't know. I think they were like heavily recommended, but I'm not sure they were a... This was... I mean, I went in July, so it was quite far into it. 
so like you couldn't go to the car with a, without a mask on in July. Obviously, they weren't going to tell you to leave because of the uh, rule about asking well, you get, why you're yeah, a mask. The government on. announced face coverings in England will be mandatory for people visiting shops, uh, but that was from the 24th of July last year. So yeah, there was a you know we started coming out of. I mean, shops yeah. reopened last summer in June uh, after you know three and a bit months, and so they right, they okay. were. They were open for a solid month there without needing people to wear masks. But they, seems, as far as I'm aware, most of them said, like, you couldn't walk into Blue Water without a mask on, but officially, because they would complain at you, even though it wasn't the law. Um, yeah, they were compulsory on public transport a bit before, uh, a bit before then. But yeah, interesting. Anyway, so yeah, that, that, them's your rules if you go into, uh, if you're going to hit up a California theme park in the next few weeks. Uh, those are some of the restrictions that you can expect. I'm going to be interested to see how it's all managed and how people feel about it. Seems to me like uh, it's not going to be quite the free for all that. Uh, well, it would be unfair to describe the Florida situation as a free for all, but I think uh, certainly at the theme parks, I think more generally, yes, uh, that, that the governor there is a madman, and Florida, in general, is a mad place. But California is uh, somewhere where you would expect um, the rules to be tighter and, and more strictly followed. I mean, it says everything that the theme parks are only just being allowed to reopen and it's been an entire year. So I think there will be a little bit more caution in how everything works when they first reopen. So it'll be interesting to see people's first-hand accounts of what it's like. Yeah, for sure. Very briefly, speaking of the Florida parks, this, I'm sure, is a measure that they would probably, or a, a a tool, a technology that they would probably have looked to be introducing at some point anyway. It might be one of these things that's been accelerated because of COVID. Uh, facial recognition at the gates is being tested at Magic Kingdom. So, uh, you know, there's part of me that's surprised this isn't a thing already, which is why I would imagine that even without COVID, it's something that would have become a thing eventually. Because I'm fairly sure that, and someone will, you know, please do correct me if I am wrong here. I can't be asked to do the digging required to confirm this myself but i'm sure that i have i'm sure that facial recognition of some form has been in in place at bush gardens and SeaWorld. certainly when i have been to those parks in years gone by i'm i'm sure there is maybe it's not particularly advanced facial recognition but i'm sure i have sort of had a photo when i've had the sort of two week pass say for a holiday and turned up the first time they'll take a picture of me and then on subsequent visits, I don't need to have that done. And then when I'm putting my ticket on the scanner, it's they are cross-referencing a picture of me with, um, you know, with with my actual face. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't think that's. I don't think that's quite the same. No, I think that might just be just... a person somewhere looking at the looking at the picture and looking at me and and saying, "Okay, yeah, come in." Yes, um, I believe that is what's happening. But uh, yeah, it's. Uh, it's 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 I guess the build it's it's the uh, it's the early form of of facial recognition as a technology. I mean, I assume this is gonna they're gonna hope that this is just as efficient as 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 it normally would be on a phone. I guess the interesting thing, as everyone has discovered over the past year, is that face ID, you know, or other such technology on smartphones is something that I think people would generally fine with until coronavirus and everyone started wearing masks. It's been an absolute pain. Uh, are these is this facial recognition tech going to be able to bypass the mask thing i mean on the one hand like i say 
this is a technology that seems like it would have been introduced anyway and COVID has accelerated it. But when you when you consider that masks are mandatory, it feels actually like a weird time in a way to bring it in because everyone's wearing yeah, masks. I always find it a bit, I mean, I feel it a bit strange that facial recognition on iPhones can't work with the mask. Um, I haven't tried it because you can redo it, can't you? You can like take yeah. a, an alternate version of your face ID. If you did that with a mask on, would it? Would it take it or would it say, hey, I can't see enough of your face? I've never tried it. Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, I know on Samsung's when I had that, they would do face and iris scanning. Mm. Um, so it still work. So, I, you know, just another thing where a Samsung or an Android phone is better than an iPhone as a standard, really. Uh, but, you know, in the in the... Orlando experience went and they took a picture of the screen of the like board saying you know what's going on and in that photo or on that board there is a guy with a face mask on so what what seems to be a face mask so that would suggest that it works with <laughs> face masks what else is it going to be like a weird beard well no it looks but it, it could it's quite high up the face the face mask goes quite high up the face so it could just be that they've just taken the face out of the picture as it were right um, which seems again seems like a bizarre thing but no i this, think this face mask this face mask goes up to a level on the picture that would be above the guy's eyes <laughs> he's a he's a he's a he's come to rob disney is what he's done yeah. he's a bandit and his ears are very elf-like as well so i don't know what the hell is going on well i mean masks do can, do, can stick your ears out a bit, can't they? If they're, uh, oh, I guess so. Yeah, they're a bit tight or something. You know, as, as someone with a pronounced nose, which does pull the mask forward a little bit, you do feel it. Therefore, certainly early on, when you know masks weren't quite such a luxury item, you know they were. You just you just use what you could get your hands on. I, I was struggling to find something that was particularly well suited to this 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 honker of mine and and so yeah comfort was an issue and they would pull on my ears a bit it's not it's not really an issue for me now because you got masks up the wazoo everyone is trying to sell you a mask for various different sizes and shapes and that is materials and and whatnot yeah uh, i i think it's a welcome you know they're already doing fingerprint scanning so uh moving to or doing face uh, facial recognition i think is a better option personally um, the amount of times that my fingerprint hasn't worked or family member's fingerprint hasn't worked um, has been quite high at Disney. So, you know, moving to a facial recognition system for this makes a lot more sense because certainly on phones that I've been using, facial recognition works every time, whereas uh, Touch ID doesn't necessarily work every time. Yeah, I must confess, you know, I, without wanting to come up, come across as some sort of Apple uh, in the pocket of Apple, but I, I'm I'm still sometimes find myself impressed that the Face ID works from some of the angles that it does, especially if I'm like in bed and I'm laying on my side in the dark and swipe <laughs> up on my phone and it works. And like, maybe it's just become so used to me being a massive slob and it's like, yeah, of course he's using it half asleep in bed again. That's, um, that probably is him. Sure, I'll unlock it. I'm... <laughs> I'm quite impressed that yours works that well because mine doesn't. If I, I if I try and look at it while laying on my side in bed, it does not work. I have to lift my head up. Well, uh, you need more distinctive facial features. Like not everyone can have a a nose like this. Not everyone can have a <laughs> a, a forehead like this. So it's in dis, You know, it's in. It's it's always me. You know, there's never any doubt that it that it's me. There are so many obvious <laughs> signs for the phone to look for and be like, yeah, that's definitely him. Blue nail. <laughs> 
it's like a possibly you, anyone else. It's like when you go to give your ID to a bouncer, and he just waves you through because he knows you're old. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes, I mean that never happens to me, <laughs> and and likely never will. Uh, I'm looking forward to going back to the cinema in May and hopefully getting ID'd for the first 18 that I go and try and see. Oh. Uh, I think the last 18 that I saw in the... You don't actually get that many 18s these days. I mean, you can get away with a lot of 15. So I can't... I'm not sure I've seen an 18-rated film since Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and I did get ID'd for that. So... <laughs> wow, okay. Yeah. Um, I can't think of any... Like even some of the sort of nastier, violent horror films that we subjected ourselves to in the cinema towards the end of normal times... I think they were all 15, so even I yeah. don't quite get ID'd for those. 15 sell, 18s do not. It's very true. It's very true. Anyway, uh, moving on, uh, we'll cross over to the UK. And speaking of Alton Towers, which, of course, we are looking forward to visiting in May, uh, they're going to have a new ride at that point, Gangster Granny the Ride, which is based on the uh, the kids' books by uh, the comedian David Walliams. Uh, this was due to open last year, correct? And obviously, yeah, uh, they just pushed it because of uh, all the uncertainty around how much they could be open last year. And it's yeah. going to be part of a whole new land, the world of David Williams. Which I, I don't know. This all sounds kind of weird to me. I, did, I didn't. I, 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 am I out of touch here? Is this David Williams right? That there's a um, whole land based on David Williams books. Uh, no, it's not. Um, you know, no, David okay. Williams uh, in the UK, at least his books are very well sold. I don't know how good they are because um, kids like a lot of crap. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, they're very well re- that read quite widely across the UK. I don't know about elsewhere, but yeah, I think there was okay. a BBC show maybe on it. Like a, like a, I couldn't tell you. Like no a Christmas idea. special or like an Easter special or something, you know, that they that they make. Well, Gangster Grey apparently is a jewel thief, and um, yes, yeah. the ride follows her efforts to uh, rob the Queen, which classic, classic uh, Gangster Granny shenanigans. You yeah, know? I wonder who her boss is. Is it? It's Harry and Meghan. They've hired her, I reckon. <laughs> no, they love the Queen. Oh yes, of course. Sorry, it's everyone else that they hate, but the Queen's yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so this won't actually be open when we're there, Josh. This doesn't open until May 17th, so a bit after the no. park reopens. Alas, we will not be able hopefully, to experience. Hopefully that means we'll uh, see lower uh, guest n- numbers because they're all waiting for Gangster Granny. Oh, maybe. I hadn't considered that. Uh, I don't know if that's if that's just an arbitrary date that they've come up with or if it is at all linked to the, uh, the, the easing of measures around some around indoor hospitality i think that is actually the day that for example cinemas reopen and restaurants can start serving indoors again i think is the 17th of may so i wonder if that's got anything to do with it i mean as far as you're aware are there any limits on indoor theme park rides in april when they first reopen or can those can those open are they allowed to open not I off the know. top of my head, but I, I'm sure like, it's not something that they would have got into specifics about in the, the you know the House of Commons. <laughs> you know, can the Prime Minister clarify, please? Where you know can Thorpe Park operate <laughs> their roller coasters, but not you know the Walking Dead ride or whatever that's indoors? And he would have got up to bumble his way through it. It's like oh well, well you know blah blah blah. 
So uh, I don't know. It, yeah, I, I don't, don't know. know. Someone should have done so. This is the type of information you might come to a thing pop podcast for. Uh, it's a shame uh, that we don't have it. <laughs> classic, isn't it? Um, oh, no, I did read a Q&A on the Thought Park website the other day and I, re- I don't recall seeing any mention of, uh, well, I, I think I think they did say that you know, th- things might be different or everything might be open, etc. So I, I, it seems like they were leaving the door ajar there for certain rides to um, to, to remain shut for, for you know, when, when the park reopens. Yeah, it just says um, some experiences... Um, such as shop restaurants or indoor experiences may be unavailable or have a restriction on the number of guests, mm. um, et cetera, et cetera. So I know, at least when I went last time, Hex was shut uh, at Alton Towers. I believe when I went during... Uh, Dragons? No. Oh. Jewel. It's just called Jewel, I think it's called. Uh, it was a ghost. It used to be like a haunted mansion, but it got turned into like a laser, like a uh, Men in Black style... <laughs> monster shooter game ride that was that was running but then it's interesting like so for example 13 wasn't running because they couldn't get they need certain capacities on it for the ride to work as expected right i mean it, it just seems like too much of a coincidence that as far as i'm aware this is this is the same date as those indoor hospitality restrictions at ease so maybe that is why or you know is that is that half term potentially when is may half term it's a bit earlier than that is it not that could be May half term. It's around. It's that week or the week before usually. I think so. It's it's around then. Mm. I can't right. remember exactly. Okay. Well, either way, uh, we won't be seeing it when we go. Well, I'll have to wait for a later visit. Now, this is a fun one to return to. Uh, Long time listeners may recall that we have spoken on a few occasions in, I guess, years gone by. <laughs> about a long-running battle for Ireland's Tato Park to get a new roller coaster approved. Uh, and they finally have done it. They've done it. They've done 15 it. 15 and a half million euro roller coaster. Uh, I guess two separate roller coasters. But the, yeah. The, 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 the headlined by this uh, suspended uh, coaster with uh, uh, high-speed thrills, inversions, etc., uh, which I think would really stand out at this park, right? Like, I don't know a ton about Tato Park, but it doesn't strike me as somewhere that's chock full of uh, high-speed roller coasters necessarily. So this would be quite a feather in the cap for this park. And oh, I, yeah, for and sure. From what I understand and from what I can uh, gather, it's been a, a real point of frustration for the owners that this has been held up for so long. And for, you know, based on the comment section of this story on the uh, the journal.ie, there's there's... Uh, it's quite refreshing actually to read comments on a theme park story on a you know news website that are universally positive <laughs> about its plans you know having spent years reading comments about the london resort and how everyone hates it uh, this is full of people saying finally jesus i can't believe this was held up for so long blooming bureaucracy it was a joke that it was held up for this long etc so yeah people are people are happy and this has been People a long time coming. Uh, it's been delayed a few times. They've had to put the proposal back forward a couple of occasions as well. Finally got planning permission. And uh, somewhere you're keen to go at some point, Josh, Tato Park. I don't yeah, know when they're going to let sure. us in, though. Uh, it's technically the EU, uh, which is having a rough time with its vaccine rollout. Yeah, but, I mean, we could probably get there uh, somewhat Co- illegally. Covertly. Right? Smuggle yeah, ourselves in go, from Northern Ireland. Go to Northern Ireland and then cross just, the border because what they're going to do? Over. Yeah, yeah. 
but then maybe they check IDs. Who knows? It, it seems like the key issue that the planning inspector uh, was was concerned about was was noise, uh, not just generated by the ride itself, but by people on it. You know, screaming. Uh, but quite interestingly, they were o- he was overruled, uh, or sorry, she was overruled by the uh, uh, the council itself in this instance. <laughs> uh, they were obviously tired the was like, of, no, we need the money. We need, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, drive investment, drive investment. There we go. I mean, it does seem kind of mad that uh, you know one person could hold could could have been responsible to hold this up, and if the council all this time could have just said, actually, no, uh, we're not listening to you. Let's do it. Quite why it's taken them to this point to do. I don't know. Maybe they were just trying to use some soft power to bring her around, you know. And having failed, they're just like, right, you know what? I know we could have done this ages ago. We didn't want to do it, but we're just going to ignore you and overrule. Uh, your, well, yeah, you know, the original plans was uh, I think we mentioned were rejected, which was going to be one ride. Maybe they'd approve this one now because of the financial situation that uh, the county is in. Uh, maybe COVID has pushed them to a point where it's financially beneficial to them to build this new part of the park because um, of the uh, you know the investment that comes with it. So you know maybe uh, maybe it's uh, a silver lining to this whole COVID thing for the uh, for the county. Maybe maybe I can't think of any better silver linings to a global pandemic than a new roller coaster at Tato Land. So. Tato Park, sorry, but yeah, built being built by Vacoma, who uh, have got yeah, some both rides major credibility in the industry. Of course, they've made rides for uh, Disney and various other parks around the world. So hopefully, it'll be good. Should should be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, have to wait until these new rides are built. And finally, Josh, finally, 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 Tate and Evermore Park have come to an agreement. They will not be suing one another <sighs> about the uh, name of Tate's most recent. Is it her most recent album? I don't know. She's put out so many yes, albums lately. Yeah, lost. Thank, Evermore, thank God. Evermore is her most recent album. And thank, thank uh, God. yeah, just to uh, remind people, we talked about this a few weeks ago, was the owners of the theme park of the same name in Utah were, were filing a lawsuit uh, against her because of the name of her album, saying that you know she was benefiting from search traffic, for example, that would normally have gone to them. You know, all of a sudden you Google Evermore and you were getting Tay-Tay rather than Evermore Thing Park. Yeah. Uh, Taylor Swift's lawyers were going to counter-sue. Yeah, they technically did counter-sue for it, playing Tay-Tay music in the park. Right, uh, yeah. Unlicensed. And, uh, and, and yeah, they, they've now come to an agreement and they are not going to pursue legal, uh, legal action against one another. So um, it, this this very much feels like Evermore Park obviously did the first lawsuit, and then Taylor Swift's done it back, and Evermore Park's got ah oh, you know what <laughs> we can't afford to send that lawsuit. So yeah, I I don't think it's really a problem. I think it's yeah we just yeah sorry just don't yeah and then they've gone yeah no yeah correct correct yeah. decision. I reckon um, you might be right because there's been I'm reading this on Variety. No comment from Evermore. <laughs> they don't want to, just want to forget this ever happened. Yeah. Uh, what lawsuit? You know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You what? No, 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 no. This was never a concern of ours. Absolutely not. No. It's the misunderstanding. And that's uh, definitely not Tay-Tay you're listening to right now in the park. No. Anyway, so there you go. Uh, a happy ending. Yeah. Uh, the I theme can park. finally sleep at night. You can, you can finally sleep at night. Good news for the theme park. Good news for 
Tay Tay, your two favourite things are um, yeah. are safe and sound. Whew. Well, Josh, I, I'm at the end of my news list, at least, or I guess your news list. You you compiled yeah. it this week. Is it, nothing else has cropped up. I assume are we. Uh, are we I over think the that's hill it. Here? I think that's it. Yeah, um, I think we're gonna just obviously we're mentioning to get to Granny. Um, I think we're gonna miss the 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 maze that is coming to Thorpe Park. We're gonna miss that as well. Oh, um, okay. What's that? Unfortunately, um, it's based on our uh, what's it called? Do you remember? Um, Joe Bandersnatch that was on Netflix. What's um, oh Black Mirror? Black Mirror. It's a Black Mirror based maze. Um, oh right. Yeah, I think that comes out in May as well. So I think it's the seventeenth of May as well. So that's obviously an indoor maze. Right. Uh, okay. Yeah, that does make you think then that that perhaps the indoor stuff is not going to be open when we go. Yeah. To these parks. So maybe a, a return visit will be needed later in the year. And mo- most importantly. I, Gonna have to wait and see how we get our sustenance. You know, can, yeah. I, can we get our KFC? Can we get our hot dogs at these places? Certainly hope so. Or uh, yeah, Abby. No monorail. Oh. We'll turning, turn, turning back round and going home. No monorail. No monorail. Didn't know there was a monorail. Um, Alton Towers has a monorail. It'll be shut. Less. Should have done more research, Less. Josh. Should have waited another yeah, couple yeah. of weeks. It was shut when I went. To be fair. Um, right. Oh, okay. Well. It's a it's a nice walk. It will be it will be good just to be there, just to not be in the house or in in my yep. place of work, just to be somewhere else, and to see you, of course, Josh. It's been it's been six months. It will it would basically have been six months, just over six months, uh, since that fateful final cinema trip in mid October, I guess, when we saw Rocky, and um, yeah, that that would have been the last time. It's a anyway, good film to bow out on. Yeah, it was a good film to bow out on. Anyway, yeah, I've made my way through uh, most of the Rocky films since then at this point. Uh, next up is Rocky Five, which I've heard not great things about. Not great. Uh, and then there's Balboa and then the Creed film. So I'll, I'll keep everyone posted. Actual uh, boxing people in Rocky Five, though. Uh, you've got Don King, uh, the famous pro- boxing promoter. Um, and you've got um, Tommy Gunn, who was a professional boxer as well. Of course, you know, I may be slowed down in my completion of the Rocky franchise if The Secret Life of Pets does become available. Just got to put that out there. (laughs) Anyway, uh, let's sign off, shall we? You can keep up with the show if you would so choose at parkrush.com or on your preferred podcasting app. You should be able to subscribe there uh, and get the new episodes every Sunday as soon as they are released. You can also follow us on Twitter at parkrushpodcast. You can find the show notes for now for now at joshualawrence.info more on that in the uh, weeks ahead I, I, I might suggest and mm. you can email the show as well podcast at parkrush.com that is going to do it Josh do you have any final thought that's it good luck everyone on the reopening of England to an extent indeed have fun, have fun but not too much fun yeah oh. too much fun is dangerous Make sure it's organised fun as well. Indeed, yes. And with a, a cap on the number of people involved. Yes. How many people yeah, yeah. that is, I've frankly lost track. You're going to have to go uh, look Six that people, yourself. unless you're playing uh, sport, and then it can be like 22. It, uh, I think it's six people from different households, or is it maybe 10 from two? I want to say is what? possibly... Why can't a, I keep... Uh, I, I think that is a thing. I think that is a thing. Like, they can never keep it simple, can they? Well, No. Anyway, 
I'm not keeping this sign off particularly simple either. Let's just go now. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>